Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Green light on Premier Racing time once again, punters. Huge week in the world of Greyhound Racing, especially at Sandown Park in Melbourne. The news of the big carnival of Greyhound Racing that is fast approaching. I've got Jason Adams on the line, obviously. A big announcement made from the club last week, Sandown Park, announcing the, the increase to the Melbourne Cup, mate. It's all happening. All happening, Jim. You're right. It's going to be a really big period for the whole sport in Victoria. I mean, we kick off at the Top Gun. We're then getting through the... The Melbourne Cup Carnival, which of course we a one million dollar race for the first time, and then into the Phoenix. So it's just going to be a, a magnificent uh, period for all us fans, and I think it's the, the most important part is about interacting new people with the sport as well. I think as well, mate. From the outside looking in, it, it feels like the, the the two metropolitan clubs have really come together to to work together to promote the, the product of greyhound racing the best we possibly can. Yeah, one hundred percent. And look, I'm a huge believer in this. This game isn't big enough to sort of be. Uh, divided in any way, shape or, or form across the whole country. So, yeah, we're all going to be on the one page and um, great to be able to do that with the Meadows as always. Run of the week. Straight into business, run of the week last Thursday night. Look, he may well have been a, a tinge disappointing in the uh, the fireball. I speak of Jarek Bale, but he was at his utmost brilliant best last week and here he is rocketing home to beat Kalinda Lady. Jarek Bale went straight past Kalinda Lady and took off. Big run here, Jarek Bale opens up on Kalinda Lady who can't find any more. Jarek Bale beats home Kalinda Lady by six. A race clear from Gypsy Vista. I really enjoyed the call of that from Dan Hibbert, our man who loves listening to the podcast. His segment isn't too far away from kicking off as well. That is in the pipeline, Jace. But that, uh, that win of Jarek Bale, he nailed it in the call on the home corner. He said this is a big run and that's exactly what it was. Yeah, just enormous. I mean, we knew um, how threatening it was as, as, as a stayer for months and months. Of course, announced himself as one through the Sandown Cup uh, Carnival, but I think that run last week's been the, the best of his career or, or one yeah. of. It was just huge. On the night where it wasn't really conducive for fast times, it was magnificent. It's funny you say that, mate. I felt like it was a big comment, but I was going to say it's the best staying win of Jarek Bale, and yet he's been able to do what he has in the past. It, it's a scary thought for maybe what's ahead for him. Yeah, big time. And I think the the way that he ran home is most impressive mm. too, about 11 lengths quicker than Stout Manelli's. So huge motor and, and good to see him in full swing. Thursday's preview. We're powering along through the podcast today. For the punters at home, we're getting this out nice and early Monday afternoon. That's the plan moving forward. We'll do our best to get it out. And then there's no excuse to back plenty of winners for Thursday. Let's kick off, mate. 12 races, as my mate Corey Smith from the Meadows says, 12 winners to be found. We'll start with a maiden final, one of the hardest races of the night at 6 past 6 local time. I'm with Rosie's Prince, a uh, putt by Seneke, race by Stephen Bruce White. Really strong on debut. Yeah, I'm with number four, Rosie's Prince as well. Just, I mean, these sort of races are really hard to tear apart, but clearly got a big motor. So hopefully we'll see it again on Thursday. Big racing begins in race number two, the National Sprint Series underway, which is fantastic, as you would expect. Deep racing, there's so much strength amongst it. I'm going to go with Dusty Burvsky in heat number one. He has just gone to a new level the last fortnight at the Meadows, and I think he can bring that form to Sandown, which in the past he's gone really good at as a, as a rule. 
for sure. And we're reading from the same book again, Jim. I'm with number two, Dusty Burbsky. He'll begin ahead of Kinrock Star from box one. And we know with him, if he's anywhere near the front, then good luck knocking him off. He's a strong unit. Yeah, I think there's a lack of pace around him. Uh, obviously, let's win coins a rocket early. And, and Nikolai Bale's got speed. But I think he'll clearly beat out Kinrock Star and Hebridian Blacks. So that's the key there. Race number three. Well, Rapaki Rocks is going to get a beautiful... It's a strong race. Photo Man, Red Reactor. Although it's only a field of six, Jace, I think the club would be tickled pink with the field. I'm going to settle with Zara's Ivan to pinch it, but there's so much strength chasing. Yeah, it's a great race. This I'm with Rapaki Rocks. I'm going to mark him my best of the night. Just think he's going to get in a really nice spot. And that satisfactory trial he went around in his most recent visit to you at Sandown. Got home in 10.41. So we know how strong he is. And he gets the sit, I think he'll be able to flex his muscles. So, Rapaki for me. Speaking of flexing muscle, uh, Revolution had to do that last week, was bumped around a little bit and then overhauled by a greyhound that's just never that close to be Tesla. I, I thought in, in really tough conditions it was a tough run. And I'm going to go with Revolution, although I think Paddy wants Pats. Uh, you spoke of the, the fact the Bravos went straight to free-for-all, third run back from a long spell. He's obviously flying uh, and now into a heat of the national sprint. But I'm going to go Revolution. I think he can lead and if he holds out the pressure of Ada Bailey can go a long way to winning. Yeah, I fully respect the ability of Revolution, but I'll be with Paddy once, Pat's Jim. Just think he's a class factor here, and it was good last week, and seeing him in the flesh, he really felt the run, so you'd expect to be better for it, and and I think he's going to go well here. You can play race five a few different ways, so I'm going to go with Zippy Tesla, but I think compliance is the more reliable because he's going to lead, and then you've got big Opal Rocks, McKee and Bailey. If they find places, they'll power home at the end. Yeah, plenty of strong units in this field, and I didn't know which one to go with, so I went with the leader in compliance. He should go straight to the top. And, of course, the last 50 metres is going to be a, a bit of a, uh, a heart starter, but I think I'll be with the leader here. Race six, so you're going Stout Manelli to do what he did last week? Yeah, I am. Look, I wasn't really taken uh, hugely by his run. We know he's a little bit weak in the in the run home, but you should find the top here and be hard to beat again. I was a bit disappointed with Rowan Bailey. Just found trouble everywhere he went last week, but maybe this week uh, we'll back up and go again. Race 7, El Dorado off the inside. He's drawn perfectly. He was pretty unfortunate at the Meadows when Money O's wanted to uh, to run him off the track when he was leading, and, and his form prior to that had been huge. So I'm marking him my best bet, race 7, number 1. Yeah, huge motor, well-drawn, so hard to take him on. Race eight, I'm with Levitation. I think Plagiarise is an each-way smoky. Yeah, I'll be with Levitation as well. It is, she's been faultless for three starts in a row now, so, um, yeah, couldn't find a reason to, to go against her. Race number nine, I'm going one motive. I think drawn beautifully. Can even probably sit leaders back behind the, the two and maybe prove too strong. Yeah, for that lethal uh, but chilly Thompson combination. I went with number three, High Tribe Rico. Just don't mind what he's been doing and looks like Sandown's a track that he's obviously spent a lot of time at and, and going well too, so I'll be with him. Race 10, I'm with uh, Francis Benali. There's a bit of depth in this one as well. Yeah, good field. I'll be with Fernando Mick. He likes to be in the water part of the track, as we know, and uh, grade five, he's usually competing in better races than this, so Fernando Mick for me. Race 11, uh, I'm going to go with number one, Striker. Beat a much easier race on Sunday, but uh, the form's been good. Big test, but he's full of strength, so he got home uh, in a time that was probably the best of the week, so if he's close enough, watch out. Race 12, one of my better bets here, Modern Kalinda. I think drawn nicely. Uh, Madigan's a bit of a danger, a promising type, but I'm pretty keen on Modern Kalinda each way. Yeah, I'm sipping Modern Kalinda as well. Probably not as confident as what you are, Jim, but I thought uh, she was going to be the, the one uh, that stands out to me most in the last race. Hunters, punting club. 
everybody's favourite segment, the Punters Punting Club, even though it may not be going that good for all of us, uh, Jace Radek Bale got the job done when he needed to. How do you play Punters Punting Club for this meeting? It's a, it's a, it's a meeting where I think we can make a dollar this week. Yeah, I think so. And look, when the fields are this deep, you really get a good opportunity to get some good odds about some good dogs. So I'm going all in. Race three, number two, Rapaki Rocks. As mentioned before, just think he's going to get a cruisy run. This scene he's opened up at $3.80 as well. So I think that's more than reasonable for his chances. So I'll be with him. Hey, what price can we get on El Dorado? I'm not sure if you've still got the uh, the prices there. Race seven, number one. Um, only markets up at this stage for the sprint heat. So oh, okay. nothing on El Dorado at this stage. Well, I'm willing to take it anyway. Whatever we get, we'll take it. Gamble responsibly, of course. But I'm going to go race seven, number one, El Dorado. I'll let you go, Jace. Take the phone call, mate. I know you're busy at work. Thanks for coming on the pod once again. Yeah, cheers, mate. Enjoy. See you, brother. Inside Info. Well, I know a lot of people say that uh, the Punters Punning Club is their favourite segment, but I think Inside Info is right up there. This is where we get the inside word from a key player at Sandown Park or the Meadows, in this case at Sandown Park. And we don't have to wait long for the Inside Info because we've got Ben George, former Queenslander, former Victorian, now back a Queenslander, but we're going to call him a Victorian. I hope you could follow all that. He's on the podcast for the first time. How are you, Benny? Good, thank you, James. How are you? I'm good, mate. How's the weather up north? Uh, I ventured up to Noosa, as our listeners would know, uh, for a nice little holiday not too long ago, and I almost didn't return home to uh, to cold Melbourne. Sensational. Sensational. <laughs> middle, of, middle of winter, we're getting 25 degrees and all sun. It's lovely. Hey, mate, it's pretty exciting stuff when you can roll out of bed to a, a summery day in the middle of winter. Hey, your plans? You've moved back up to... Uh, to Queensland, closer to family. Is the, is the long-term plan to, to get back into racing and, and do it from Queensland? Yeah, definitely. I probably uh, The plan is to buy some property and um, focus more on breeding. Um, you know, I love, I really love that part of the game and um, mainly just breeding and, and, and selling pups and I'll leave the racing up to um, uh, better qualified people than myself. Fair point. You've got a pretty qualified uh, trainer at the moment who's preparing a greyhound that we've got you on the show to have a chat about, Rosie's Prince. Now, you bred her, I'd imagine, being by Larina to Seneke, and now Stephen Bruce White takes the collar and lead for you. He's a, is a pretty exciting type, uh, this pup, Rosie's Prince. It was a, an impressive win on Sunday, and you must be pretty happy. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with him. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's going good. Um, the the best thing about him, I think, is he's very, very strong. Um, the worst thing about him, I guess, he's a little bit slow early and it could take him up to 250 metres to actually really get going. But um, that that in itself is exciting, especially for my breed, which are pretty, pretty renowned for um, being sprinter types. Mm. You've had a lot of winners when you're training in Melbourne uh, with your breed as well, like you say, that were winning over the 300s, especially up the straight at Hillsville and, and tracks like that. So where, where did the strength come from? Is it from Dad Seneke, do you think? I'd, it'd have to be. It'd have to be plus um, Steve White's conditioning, I would say. Um, I wouldn't call myself a lazy trainer, but seeing and, and seeing what he does with mm. them, uh, he does put more work into them what, than what I was able to, I guess. 
So that's got a, a bit to do with it too, I think. But I, I, I really do think it's come from Seneca. He's a, he's a top man, Stephen Bruce White, a top trainer as well. And I reckon if I spent a month down there, he'd have me running 500 pretty fast as well. <laughs> you're, you're spot on. He, he's, he's so good in what he does. He's so precise. He, he's one of the best trainers in the game. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, 100%. He, he's meticulous is probably the best word mm. I can sort of describe him as. And also, uh, Mitch, his son, he, he also has a massive hand in um, the operations that goes on there, and, and and as well as Kerry, and they do a fantastic job with them. Hey, let's stop uh, chatting about Stephen Bruce White. We're going to give him that bigger head. He won't even be able to get through the gate at Sandown <laughs> on Thursday night. 100% did, correct. He said a moment ago that uh, he, he hasn't got much early speed, so we can't expect that he is going to come out in 5.05 or 5.10. What he did on, on Sunday in the heat is, is what he does most most trials. Yeah, and he's only had, I think he's only had two 500-metre runs um, from memory, and he's only had a few, because, yeah, he's only had a few out of the boxes too over that distance. So he he will improve. Um, I think he'll improve. Um, but I just he's just not going to be one of those speedy dogs that are going to lead going 5.15. I don't think he, he will be able to do that, to be honest. Now, he's the greyhound that you own still, uh, obviously, and still racing here in Victoria. Have you got any others on the way through that we should be keeping an eye on? Yeah, well, Steve's got uh, the little sister to this one. Rosie's uh, she's just had a few. Uh, she's just had a few um, problems. Um, and there's another hooked on Scotch. Uh, pup or young dog that he's got also so um, we'll just wait to see what they can they can do. Well mate it's exciting times, uh, we'll let you run good luck on, on Thursday night with Rosie's Prince and we'll keep an eye on Rosie's Queen, the, the litter mate when she starts uh, racing in the not too distant future and if you can do me a favour, wander outside and, and just do what they call earthing mate, take the shoes off, stand in the grass and just bask in that 25 degree sunlight and hopefully I feel it one day. <laughs> I'll um I'll do that for you, no problem. On you, Benny. Good luck, mate. Thanks, James. See ya. Well, that's Benny George all the way from Queensland, the former Victorian, giving us the inside info on Rosie's Prince ahead of Thursday night. That wraps up another podcast. And just for uh, for clarification reasons, I'm having 25 each way on El Dorado in uh, race number seven at Sandhead. I don't think I mentioned the way I was playing him, but I'm keen to have a... An each-way play on El Dorado. Of course, gamble responsibly punters. Well, until next time, you know the drill. Safe travelling. And as always, happy punting.